0: to Detroit Today. I'm Nick Austin, filling in for Stephen Henderson. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. It's a time when historically we give thanks for the blessings of the harvest and the preceding year. At least that's what Wikipedia tells me. But in preparing for today's show and looking back at past Thanksgiving episodes, I realize they're all very, very serious. And sure, we talk about very serious subjects which is very important because we live in a very serious world. And I'm truly thankful that I can be a part of Detroit Today and the team here where we can play a small part in helping unpack some of the very important issues that we face together as a community and hopefully help us all grow together. But I also believe that balance is important. WDET believes that balance is important. It's one of the reasons why we provide news during the week, as well as some of the best music programming you can find anywhere on the weekend. So how do we create balance for Thanksgiving? By celebrating and enjoying our time together as family and friends. By having some fun together the day before the long weekend starts. Perhaps by even starting a new tradition or sharing the unique Thanksgiving traditions we all enjoy with each other and helping our fellow listeners along the way. In fact, I learned also by preparing for this show that poet Sarah Josepha Hale, perhaps best known for the banger track, Mary Had a Little Lamb, was the woman who helped rally support to begin our modern national day of Thanksgiving, beginning with Abraham Lincoln back in 1863. And it's with that spirit that I bring in some of the hosts of Saturday weekend music programming, known for bringing the poetry of music together to help us perhaps start a new tradition. Indeed, I even wrote a brief poem for this occasion, if you may indulge me. T'was the day before Thanksgiving, and all through WDET in person, not a creature was stirring, not even a Steve Henderson. Still, the radio segments were prepped by producers with care and hoped that St. Nick of Austin would be there. Springing to the microphone, giving Detroit Today a start with Wednesday show needs, it's Andalisi. Rob Reinhart, to open the show in a way that seems fine. Happy Thanksgiving to all listeners. Now call 313-577-1019 and become part of the show. To help us today, I'm joined by Ann DeLisi, host of Ann DeLisi's Essential Music, heard Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. Ann, how are you doing today?
1: Well, with that, uh, welcome and open. I think that you should be at the top of my show every Saturday day. <laughs> write a poem and give me that kind of uh, very gracious open. I'm happy to be here. This is awesome.
0: Hey, it's a one-time thing. One poem a year. Okay, one poem oh, I don't know okay, if I've
1: got, got, got
2: more there. Oh, I'm sure there's more over there. Come on. <laughs> the, the Weekly Words segment with Nick Austin. I'm, I'm for it. I'm ready. I'll give you the top five <laughs> minutes every week. That was very
1: impressive. That was a wonderful <laughs> open, by the way. Well,
0: thank you. And to help us also open up the show, also the person who follows you up, 2 p.m. on Saturdays, we have Reinhart, Rob Reinhardt, also somehow host of Essential Music. Rob, how are you doing today? I am well, thank you. Good to, Good to be
1: here. <clears throat> I love the. To be I, here. Actually, I love this day. I love
2: the day before right. Thanksgiving. I do too. Almost as much as Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, I do too all that anticipation yeah all that franticness all that chaotic energy and then this
2: calm this like this calm silence that happens about Two or three o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> like all your email drops off like is nothing you can refresh as many times as you want there are no emails nobody is contacting everyone's you. in a food coma by then yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's great and one of the reasons that probably happens here in detroit
0: because i was thinking about the fact that i really just don't have any thanksgiving traditions mm-hmm. one of the reasons i wanted to open up the phones again to people out ah, there and right, bring right. you in here to help create them is that mine probably are mostly based on that tradition of the Thanksgiving Day game with the Lions, right. where you start your food coma out early. Perhaps the reason we're so tired later in Thanksgiving <laughs> is because every year the Lions play at 1230. Do, how did that even get started?
1: If you go, I mean, there's a lot of stories about it, but it was back in 1934, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, George, Charles Richardson, George Richardson, okay. I think was trying to own the team at the time, was trying to get people to actually go to the game. And thought, well, everyone is a captive audience on Thanksgiving,
2: uh, and then
1: they played the first game. And other than during the war, uh, the Lions have played every Thanksgiving since.
2: Why Chicago?
1: Oh, that's a good. That's a good. That's question. I, I mean, like, yeah. like
2: the closest thing really would have yeah. been like they Cleveland. played the Bears. They played <laughs> well, the Bears the yeah. first,
1: the first game, I believe. Okay, um, but it's. It's certainly been a tradition people have asked along the way why
2: is that still happening in detroit every day every when i was thanksgiving? a kid so my dad was just a diehard detroit sports fan and yes. so we all this is what we did and when i was a little kid i was just like i would when i got a little bit older i would talk to people and I say well don't your teams play on Thanksgiving?" <laughs> they were like no you're the only ones that play on thanksgiving oh i see
1: but it was a brilliant marketing plan because it was sold out they yeah. turned people away at the gate yeah And people were uh, much more invested in the Tigers at the time. And so it was a brilliant marketing plan. And then it was broadcast. I think WJR must have been the first radio station to broadcast it, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, mm-hmm. that
0: first game was broadcast with NBC affiliates, as you mentioned, and yeah. George Richards, uh, who was the owner at the time yeah. of the Lions, helped uh, start that off. And uh, we do kind of want to start some traditions here so uh, we can learn from you. Give us a call, 313-577-1019, to add you into the conversation to start. We just want to know, what unique family or friendsgiving traditions do you have to share with us so that we can learn from that today. Uh, go ahead, Anne.
1: Well, you know, I've heard the word Friendsgiving more in the last, I would say, 10 years or so. You know, people, it was always about your family. But then you think about there are folks who, you know, maybe aren't from Detroit mm-hmm. who don't get home on the holidays. And, the, and then the Friendsgiving started, which I thought was was absolutely a wonderful idea. So and then starting to invite people that you know don't have a place to go and just say, you, there's always a seat at the table. And uh, I think it's pretty fun to have... well, sometimes it's helpful to have outside forces when you're
2: with your family theory. all day. No, <laughs> that's right. It's always good. Because you know what? Then everybody, in theory, everybody tries to Behaves. be on their best behavior because you have an outsider there. It's like, let's show them our best, not our worst. How about that? All right. right. There's a thought. Well, before we get into
0: traditions from you guys, I also have outside help here from listeners. And we're going to start this off with Kelly in Shelby Township. Kelly, go ahead. You're on Detroit today.
3: Hey, good morning, you guys. That was a great poem. Um, <laughs> it was. That was great. We like to go to the parade every morning, um, Thanksgiving morning. So that's our tradition. And um, I just wanted to thank you guys. This is a great way to start the morning. Uh-oh.
4: Oh, and, thank
2: you. Um, Kelly! How early do you have to get out there to get a you know a good, good really early? Stuff?
3: And It's <laughs> banana parking, but it's worth it.
2: Yeah. So when, I mean, when you say really early, huddle. are we talking like five a.m., six a.m., seven a.m.?
3: Yeah, we're, we're up that early for school anyway, so yeah, and we have to drive, but it's worth it. It's so big and grand and, you know, the best.
2: How old are the kids?
3: Um, they're teenagers now, so I, I have to drag <laughs> them this year. Oh, I'm that's hoping.
2: great. Oh, yeah. That?
3: Yeah, yeah, when is that Noel night? Do we get to go in the office?
2: Yeah, I mean, December 3rd.
3: December 3rd. I'm looking forward to that, you guys.
1: Yeah, we're going to have our doors open again. It's been a couple of years, of oh, course. Oh, I can't wait. So you'll be That's able to come and check the place out.
0: That's right. And I'm going to be broadcasting live also, so you can get a little bit of About music. That. Still got to figure see, out the playlist you can for that. I'm going to be doing a poetry reading for two <laughs> hours. No more poetry. No more, <laughs> unless <on>. you <laughs> give <laughs> me the, the djembe in the background <laughs> with the boom, boom, bat, boom, bat. I'm not doing any more poetry. There we go. Snaps. Thank you. Kelly, thank you for bringing up that tradition and Calling us here on Detroit Today because I had kind of forgotten about the parade. That's fantastic. As we move now to, I got another call again from a longtime listener, Bernadette in Old Redford. Bernadette, go ahead. You're on Detroit Today.
5: Good morning. I got some feedback that didn't delight me. My sister told me that my method of grilling turkey over um, charcoal left some of the pieces like turkey
4: jerky and that he was choking down like cotton
5: balls to the white meat. Anybody
3: got some suggestions?
0: That would be an Ann thing. Ann, you may have called the right show. I know they have the Butterball Hotline, but I brought in Ann DeLisi to today's show specifically for these kind of issues. Ann, do you have any suggestions for Bernadette?
1: Bernadette, do you brine your turkey? No, because I'm trying to reduce the salt content. This is not the time to be concerned <laughs> about such things. <laughs> this, You know what? I, I I, really practice healthy eating, but uh, there's one day, literally one day out of the year when I say, butter, no problem, salt, no problem, and just make everything flavorful. But the thing about the salt is, is that when you brine the turkey and you have it's a salt water solution. Salt and sugar um, uh, would be best. Um, it flavor it not only flavors the bird ahead of time, but it makes sure that the moisture stays in. So if you brine your bird then in salt a salt water solution uh, brine, then your bird is going to stay moist. So when you're cooking it, you're not cooking it out all the moisture, and it kind of locks it in a little bit. Mm. So you might avoid avoid that turkey jerky situation. Um, Do you do? Are you insistent upon grilling it? Is that your favorite thing? Yeah. Okay. Then. (laughs) Good answer. Then, then I would suggest doing the brine for sure to help kind of alleviate that problem. Thank you, Larry. You're welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. You're You're welcome. Welcome.
0: Thank you, Bernadette. Now, Anne, I don't know if I would have anything at home that would even be large enough to hold a full turkey. Get a cooler. All right. Get the, the old cooler that I use for tailgating before the We'll get. Clean it first. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I use a, br- a giant brining bag, which sure. you can get. They're giant. I've I so I was br- I was putting my turkey in the brine at one thirty in the morning, by the way. It was the last thing I did. <laughs> And it, you can get these giant brining bags. I have a 24-pound turkey this year. Oh. And, uh, and then I took that and I carried it out, hoping the bag wouldn't break and put it in the cooler <laughs> on ice. And it'll sit there until... Now, here's what I do. This is not uh, certainly for everyone. It'll uh, brine for a couple days. And then the night before, I dry the turkey, pat it completely, completely dry. Mm-hmm. And then... I slather it with a butter mixture of butter and rosemary and sage and salt. And then I let it dry out in the refrigerator overnight.
0: So you got to start this a little early. How long does that brine need to stay in on that turkey? You can
1: do it for 24 hours. I'll do mine for two days because I'm not having dinner until um, Friday afternoon. Mm -hmm. But if you let it dry out overnight, I know it sounds crazy, it'll crisp up and get brown and beautiful it's like a guarantee if you do that but it is quite a process all right but it i promise you you'll have happy faces and no turkey jerky to speak of. Thanks so much for that advice, and As you are listening to
0: Detroit Today here on 1019 WDET, I'm Nick Austin, joined by some of my fellow compatriots on the Saturdays, uh, Anne DeLisi, who's the host of Essential Music, as well as Essential Cooking, uh, bringing in some of that knowledge for us today. You can hear her Saturdays at 11, also Sundays at 11 a.m. And Rob Reinhardt joins us as well, Saturdays at 2 p.m. I'm on at 8 p.m. on Saturday night. As well. And did you have something else?
1: Well, Rob Reinhardt's also on Acoustic Cafe. That's uh, correct. And I'm also the
2: host of Essential Cleaning, which by the way, we need oh, to know we need to talk about this. I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> I do none of the cooking. My wife does all, all of the cooking. Of the cooking. Like, everything is going to be, you know, handmade, homemade from her. Right. But she said, she said, You have got to point out the fact that you do all of the cleaning because you can't I mean it's like a disaster yeah, yeah. After, oh after yeah this. and uh, we're, we're gonna have 12 people and it's gonna be like an absolute like a uh, an industrial kitchen yeah <laughs> where nobody's <laughs> been keeping up through the night <laughs> and it's, I will spend uh, most of Friday actually oh no doing question all the cleaning
1: no question yeah. it is it's the cleaning before oh yeah the cleaning during yep. the cleanup after <laughs> oh, right. it is a continual <laughs> process I always, like, contend that at the holidays, I end up somehow on large pot duty, which is the worst. That's the worst, yeah. All the big pots, all the big pans. The pans. All the stuff the that, pans it's the pans. It's the pans. <laughs> <laughs> Let them soak, I guess, for forever before you tackle those things. But... It's a big thing, cleaning I up always, before company.
2: And then after, I always try to, like, because you can get a little bit of a start while people are still there, but I yep. always am been, like, uncomfortable with starting too much before people are gone because it gives the signal that, like, all right, it, the party's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> isn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Aren't you, like, pooped by then? You're yeah, like, okay. And the tryptophan starts to kick in or whatever. You know, I was reading something about tryptophan. Everybody talks about how... But it's it, apparently... The tryptophan in turkey is no higher level than it is in any kind of poultry, from what I read. So, so that's you know, all a big lie. Oh.
2: But is it just that we eat more of it?
1: Well, I, well, I think it's just all those carbohydrates. I think, I think it's when you are consuming stuffing and potatoes and large amounts of it, I don't think your body has a choice. It's a nice way to go out, though. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It is true. I think we have a
0: tradition about those meals, uh, you know, uh, especially here in Detroit, when you think about uh, these Lions Day games and eating so early and stuffing yourself so full. Obviously, by the time we get like later in, I don't even know if I can even make it to the 8 p.m. game that the NFL has. But part of the reason is because, as you mentioned, Anne, stuffing is one of those things. I just love eating more, more, more and more and more. And I was wondering. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was wondering for you guys, is there a side Mm. dish at the Thanksgiving table that you find yourself accumulating a little bit more of than everybody else? You're hoping, hey, stay (laughs) away from that. I I, I want more of that for me.
1: You've got to be very strategic about that, Nick, and set it aside. Put it in a container. (laughs) Stick it at the back of the refrigerator. I didn't know if there were some ethics about that. Not if you're making it. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I think... I was watching, while I was working, I was watching um, Stephen Colbert the other night, and Daniel Craig was on, and he's a U.S. citizen now and is celebrating Thanksgiving. I think he asked him about stuffing, and he just thought it was the worst idea ever. <laughs> the whole stuffing, you know, all the bread. All the, but you know what? Now that we're on the subject, so I pulled this list from Newsweek from last year on the top, you know, sides. Okay. And stuffing was number one.
0: That's right, it was. Sure. Oh, See? oh, somebody's
1: yeah. got some love of the stuffing over there. I, tell you. I mean, they had some interesting things on the list. I don't know how mac and cheese came in number two, which I never thought was a traditional. I guess for some people, it's definitely a traditional dish, side dish. But, you know, it was just an interesting list. Green bean casserole came in at number three. You know what? That's a pretty great. If you make it without the canned Mm-hmm. mushroom soup and you make it from scratch it is a labor of love that's more labor than you think until you start getting into it but it does taste delicious if you make it by hand for sure
0: yeah i was looking at a poll similarly uh, uh from YouGov america about this uh and i did find that it was interesting that yes i love my uh, stuffing <clears throat> or dressing, dressing as my family yes, calls it
1: Well, you stuff Mm -hmm. the bird with it. Well, I don't anymore, right? Because it just the the cook the cooking time is just too much, and you got to get it all the way cooked to the middle of the stuffing, and then you can potentially dry out the bird. So I do it separately now.
0: All right, Mm -hmm. this this, something
1: to consider.
0: This may start getting contentious. Uh, 313 (laughs) 577 1019. Stuffing or dressing?
1: 313
0: 577 1019. -1019. Give us a call. What is your favorite uh, Thanksgiving meal? And tell us some of your Thanksgiving traditions. Even like Bernadette inspired us. uh, Do you have any Thanksgiving disasters? We'd love to hear those as well. We're all sharing together. It's a family day together. And when we return, we are going to get to your calls and include you in the conversation while I try to hash out with Ann how she (laughs) dare call stuffing dressing. Oh, my. We'll return on Detroit Today in just a moment. It's Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Nick Austin, filling in for Steve Henderson, Steven Henderson, uh, having some fun on uh, Thanksgiving Eve by bringing in some of my fellow folks, some music hosts from Saturday. Saturday's taking over Detroit Today, courtesy of Andalisi, host of Andalisi's Essential Music, as well as the Essential Cooking Podcast, <laughs> and Rob Reinhart, host of half of the shows on WDET, <laughs> including <laughs> Rob Reinhart's Essential Music, uh, the syndicated show, uh, Acoustic Cafe, as well as hosting Culture shifts. So Occasional. I don't know how you, how you fit all of that in. But right now, we're going to fit in some of your calls as the lines are full, starting off with Dan in Detroit. Dan, go ahead. You're on Detroit today. Dan, you there? Yeah, I hear you. Go ahead, Dan.
6: All right. So my, my mother used to make this, I don't know, fruit salad that was passed down for either her mom or my dad's mom. And it was a huge hit. And whenever we had guests, they would marvel over this. It was this humongous bowl of uh, green and red grapes that were sliced in half, with uh, those tiny little white mushrooms. Ambrosia I mean, uh, salad, marshmallows.
1: Ambrosia those salad, marshmallows.
6: You know, you get.
4: Oh
1: yeah.
6: And that was mixed in there with whipped cream, and some sort of a crusty crust was all. Jumbo together (laughs) and people, once you started eating it, you couldn't stop. It was just like, uh, uh, infectious. All right. Well, that was the annual, um, tradition that you always had at my house. I, I, it, it would, it would last for days.
0: That's fantastic. Hey, Dan, I appreciate you calling, giving me some ideas. You know, I appreciate your mom also for cutting all of those grapes in half. <laughs> that's, clearly that's, a lot, that's a lot of work. A labor of, a of love. Work. Thanks, Dan. Hopefully someone will be able to use that for their upcoming uh, holiday Thanksgiving tradition. As we move now to Ricky in Detroit. Ricky, go ahead. You're on Detroit today. Ricky, are you there? Ricky. Oh, oh, we lost Ricky. That's okay, because I think this next guest is uh, has a connection to you and Rachel in Detroit. Go ahead. You're on Detroit today.
3: Hi, this is Rachel in Detroit. My great-grandpa Edison was a kitchen steward at the Book Cadillacs Hotel in the 1920s. Ooh. And he was a man of very, very modest means. He, he grew up in poverty, and he got this job, this wonderful job at the Book Cadillac. We now use a whole box of bell seasoning uh, which I <laughs> it's so in the Eastern market, because, quote, that's what rich people ate. <laughs> so we incorporated that into our family recipes.
1: Oh, I love that story. We're talking with Rachel Lutz, you know, um, who is one of the most successful small business owners in Detroit with the Peacock Room and Frida and Yama and... Doing some incredible work. Rachel, that's a great story. I remember you talking with me about that seasoning.
7: Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Rachel. Thank you so much.
0: I appreciate Rachel calling in because uh, what I always am trying to do is figure out how uh, rich people eat and drink. In fact, it was one of the reasons I started ordering Tom Collins's out of law school because (laughs) I was like, that sounds like something people with money and business would drink. So, you know, I just go out to the bartender like, I know what I'm doing here, barkeep, but Tom Collins, please. There you go. As we move to Rich in Plymouth. <laughs> Did anybody then charge you like four times the price? They figured you were probably. I didn't know any better at okay. the time. Right. I wouldn't have known one way or the other. As we move to Rich in Plymouth. Rich, go ahead. You're on Detroit today.
6: Hi there. Like I mentioned a minute ago, it, it kind of following Hans brining business. What I've done the last half dozen years is get, Two gallons of apple cider, Uh, mixed with that, there's a ton of garlic in the, the apple cider, along with some Cajun spices, but the bird then gets smoked. You need a smoker that you can control the temperature and keep it right around the 220 mark. It takes most of the day to cook it, but it is absolutely the most moist and tasty turkey on the planet.
1: I think that sounds like a great idea.
0: So part of the problem with the turkey right is that the the dark meat and the white meat, light meat cook at different temperatures or for different times. So it's so hard to have one that's not dried out with the other mushy. Uh, I heard of spatchcocking as a way around this. Is this something that you would do?
1: Not for the turkey, but I've done it with chicken. But you could do it with your turkey. But if you want the presentation of the bird looking all intact, then you wouldn't spatchcock it. But that's basically taking out the backbone and flattening it out. Um, That does make it cook more evenly. But the brining helps... Con- right. You know, helps you avoid like getting you know dried out meat and what have you. And then when you stick all that butter under the skin, well, that certainly helps as well.
2: I appreciate you defining <laughs> spatchcocking because my my wife. I said to her last night. I said, "Just would you text me the full menu? Because I think we're going to be talking food tomorrow. So just text me everything that's on the menu." And the first thing on here is turkey not spatchcocked. And I was going to text her back and say, "You know <laughs> what what exactly?" So thank you, ann What what it's I? A very, <laughs> it's a very bizarre
1: word, but yes, that's what it is. But you know, if you if you are going to, cook, like, um, here's an idea. If you have a cast iron skillet and you want to spatchcock a chicken, that's a great way to do it. Mm. And you just, when you take out that, you just kind of take your palm and you flatten the whole thing out. And it mm. it's really quite beautiful. I've done that um, with a giant cast iron and do a chicken that way and throw some thyme and lemon in there, and it's really quite beautiful. So, yeah, spatchcocking works for sure.
0: Rich, I know we ran a, f- a f- bit of field of what you were talking about, but the moral of the story is I love the fact that you're using a good smoker and I do need to yeah. invest in one. So thanks again for calling us, Rich, with that great advice. As we now move back to Ricky in Detroit. Ricky, go ahead. You're on Detroit today. Hello? Hello, Ricky. Go ahead with your story. You're on Detroit today.
6: Yes. Yeah, so... Me and my buddies, we used to uh, meet at the Y,
8: old YMCA on Seven and Losser. Oh, yeah. At about 8 o'clock in the morning on Thanksgiving, we take all the kids down to the parade and set them up <laughs> on a couple of ladders with uh, two-by-four stretching across. Oh, we'd God. make our own stand. <laughs> so nice. then we'd go up into the parking deck right above the parade where we could keep an eye on the kids and have a full view of the parade so we would have our eggnog and uh, <laughs> other such beverages to keep us warm yes. and once uh the big fella in the red silk came it was a wrap <laughs> then we go to white castles and head home for the lions
1: how
2: about that? Now well, that Ricky, that's a tradition, man. Is a that tradition.
1: Is See, <laughs> sure.
0: this this is this is why I had to have this show, and because I need to uh, figure out good ideas good like ideas. that. The ingenuity, the two by four coming in handy. Ricky, I love that story. Thank Thanks you for calling, for calling and sharing that with us. Is I'm sure there's some people out there that can use that as part of their upcoming Thanksgiving tradition. And if you have Thanksgiving traditions that you can share with us, stories, ways that you cook things, or maybe even a disaster. Or you just need help from Andaleese, <laughs> save my cooking hotline. I don't know. I don't
1: know Give how myself I'm going to be, but I will make one suggestion. However, sure, the cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. Please do not succumb to the globular, gelatinous blob that some people look at as cranberry sauce. Just make your own. All you really have to do is throw those cranberries in a pot with some water and some sugar and maybe you put a cinnamon stick or a piece of anise in there, a little, sh- little salt. You know, make sure you have the sugar in there and just boil that down. Oh, your ginger is nice in there too. Orange peel, orange zest is nice in there. Anyway, don't, don't, you don't have to do that can of Craziness there. That's
0: that's fair. I want to I want to mm-hmm. touch on that point in just a moment. 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. three five seven seven one zero one nine. We're gonna to go to you, Marianne and Macomb in just a moment. But before I do, and uh, part of the problem I would think that's that's a good idea. I didn't even know you could make your own cranberry mm-hmm. sauce. But you know, at home, how many eyes do we have to work with on the stove on the burner? I've got to feel like trying to balance all of these things out and timing could be kind of difficult. Do you have any tips to people? Who are saying, "Hey, I've got limited cooking space. How am I going to map all of this out?"
1: In the case of the, excuse me, the cranberry sauce, you can do that a a day ahead, ahead, a couple days ahead. Some of the stuff you can do a a day ahead. I would recommend.
2: I (laughs) I just watch, but I watch really well. (laughs) (laughs) If
1: you have to put things in the oven, take the if you've pre, you know, prepared everything, get everything out of the refrigerator and get it to room temperature so that it takes less time to Mm. to bake. That's one thing. And there are certain things you're going to be baking while your turkey is resting because you really do want to do that. So that frees up the oven once the turkey comes out of there.
0: Very good. And we freed up some open lines. Moving now to Mary Ann in Macomb. Mary Ann, you're on Detroit today.
9: So 24 years ago, I was living in California with my family. And my brother and his wife were in San We were in San Diego. They were in San Francisco. They came down to our house for thanksgiving because we had a baby three days beforehand um and that's just what i wanted to do is cook thanksgiving dinner for 13 people (laughs) um and my brother was trying to be very helpful and peeled the sweet potatoes and put them down the garbage disposal and clogged the sink Mm -hmm. at the beginning of our cooking so The majority of Thanksgiving Day, my husband and my brother are trying to snake the kitchen sink (laughs) to get all the sweet potato um, peels out so that we can, like, continue on with everything else. Yeah. It was was awful. And I had a three-day-old and three other kids, and we had friends and everything, and here's me going, um... Well, I don't have a sink. (laughs) 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 And I have spatchcocked a turkey, and it was marvelous. Uh, Mm
0: -hmm. There we go. One point for spatchcocking, one point for keeping a snake around at home to clean the clock drain, (laughs) because I don't know if I'd be prepared if I was in the same circumstance. So, Marianne. You've helped us on a couple of points. Thanks for calling and sharing that wonderful story with us here on Detroit Today. As we move now, or we're going to have some more callers coming up. But before we get into that, Ann, I know that you have your Essential Cooking podcast. And I also know that a lot of people here who listen, although, you know, I love my turkey, I love my ham, I love my meat. Not everybody engages in meat eating like I do. Producer Sam Corey, he doesn't eat a lot of meat. He's he's more into the vegan style. Do you have any tips for people in terms of vegan Thanksgiving?
1: All I'm going to do is direct you to the expert, which is Chef James Rigato. He and I did a podcast mm. about vegan Thanksgiving, and he had so many great ideas, but he did not include tofurkey on the list. Okay, And it was a fascinating conversation. And at the end of it, I thought, you know, I could probably do this without the turkey and all The other things that he had on his list, so you can go to wdet.org, uh, and check it out. Rob Reinhart is not buying the i've whole, said some skepticism. Yeah, Rob. I, I, well,
2: it's because uh, I have a family member who has adopted this position, <laughs> oh. uh, at least for this year, and uh, it, you know, we're, we're trying to kind of accommodate around that and we'll, we'll do the best that we can. But you know, when you're saying vegan, that's when you're no saying dairy. vegan. Then no there's dairy. no butter, so then you start to reevaluate like the crusts to the pies mm. and sort of the flavoring for everything. It, it turns into uh, it's a wasteland. It,
1: it's a, it's <laughs> it turned into
2: it, a real wasteland. It becomes a challenge. It's not, but it's not <clears> healthy. <throat> Very healthy, but like you said earlier uh, in the show today, you know, one day a year. I do <sighs> one I, day a year.
1: I don't think about any of the calorie content when yeah. it comes to Thanksgiving, and then. I spend the next week trying to mitigate the damage. But, um, yeah, it's a fun time to yeah, just go wild Yeah, and you keep carrying around
0: 26-pound like turkeys, I think you're going to be okay in yeah, terms of the fitness it's, it's,
1: part. Yeah, seriously, is big for sure. Oh, my. <laughs> um, you know, as a, an Italian family, we would typically have pasta with, like, you know, red sauce, pasta, or stuffed shells or something on Thanksgiving. Did it
2: replace something else mm-hmm. in the menu, or was it just really an Oh,
1: add-on? of course not. Okay, no, <laughs> More, just more, 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 more. Oh, my gosh, you, That's right. we don't have enough carbohydrates. Okay, not well, enough cheese. Okay, yeah, it's a great thing to do. Um, there's one thing I did want to say. Oh, and your mashed potatoes, consider using buttermilk. It's pretty great. Okay. Currencies, I would recommend uh, buttermilk instead of. Regular milk. It gives it a nice tang. It's pretty lovely. So, anyway, there Fantastic. you go. Well, thank you. And
0: yeah, uh, sure. uh, we got Anybody we got help? open lines right now 313 577 1019. Get involved with the conversation. Let us know <laughs> your Thanksgiving traditions, perhaps Thanksgiving disasters, and uh, even maybe a good recipe to help people out so that they can uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving uh, as well as we move to Bobby. Driving around Metro Detroit. Bobby, go ahead. You're on Detroit today.
7: Hi, how are you? I'm doing
0: well. How are you doing, Bobby?
7: Um, I don't know if you can hear me or not.
0: I can. Can you hear me?
7: You can hear me, yes? Well, yes, I yes. yes. The radio and I didn't want to have any backseat or anything. They told me to turn it down real low. Yeah, Bobby, um,
0: Are you? can you hear us now?
7: I can hear you just fine. Go ahead. Okay, so about 40 years ago, a friend of mine brought over a pumpkin cheesecake. And it was handmade, everything about it, and we loved it. So following 20 years later, we got a tradition where several people would come over and we would make about 10 pumpkin cheesecakes. And everybody was, and it's all from scratch. So we'd make the crust with the butter and the graham crackers and all that. And then we would make the filling and we would bake them. And I live in a small little house, so we could only bake four at a time. So if we would start, we'd pour the red wine and we'd get going and we would be up till 10 or 11 Mm o'clock making them. And then everybody who came to help would get to bring one home oh, that's... and everybody still wanted to get into it until the pandemic happened and now i only had one friend come over last night and i had pumpkin cheesecakes so ended up giving him two and taking i'm taking two to my sons for the first time my son and his bride-to-be are making thanksgiving dinner
4: mm-hmm. yeah.
7: so it's wonderful that i can have that and take that to these people who have never had it and hopefully extend that tradition. And I actually got to bring one to my physical therapist, and she's like, oh, my God, the famous pumpkin cheesecake. I yes. get a whole <laughs> one.
4: So That's pretty great. Everybody
7: wants one, but, you know, I tell them, you got to come over and help.
0: you
4: got to put because- your time in.
7: What's your
1: address? <laughs> well, WDET's
0: address is 4600 Cass Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48201. You can always remember Dropped that one, Bob. <laughs> Bobby, thank you so much for sharing that story, and I'm glad people got to experience the wonderful cheesecake as we get to speak with the wonderful Elisa next in Livonia. Elisa, go ahead. You're on Detroit today.
5: Hey, good morning, guys, and happy Thanksgiving. And to you. Um, I, I, I fancy myself a relatively good cook, so after we have some sort of pasta or lasagna, we typically have a turkey. Uh, One year, I bought a live turkey from the turkey farm in Livonia, and it was a big one. I I think it was close to 28 or 30 pounds, and I opted to spatchcock it. Um, So the the night before, or two nights before, I pulled out my kitchen shears, attempting to spatchcock this huge bird, and it could not get through the backbone. So. Mm I grabbed my old trauma scissors from when I worked in the emergency room. That wouldn't touch it, and I resorted to using a drywall saw.
2: Okay. <laughs> Power tools, man. Power tools was. turkey. turkey. Yep. It
5: was, and they were, I, you know, obviously I cleaned it, tried to scrape off the old drywall and <laughs> um, mud, but it ended up being a fabulous turkey, and um, I, I now have a, a new reason to keep the drywall saw in the kitchen.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, have the story at the ready, because if I come by your kitchen and I see uh, power tools, I may have some questions for you as well as law enforcement. But as long as you have. Go ahead. (laughs)
5: Batchcock is the way to go. All right. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Elisa in Livonia, thank you for that tip and story. Is that is wonderful? And we have calls that are continue to come in come in, but also on Twitter, we have uh Benneth Wolf on Twitter saying one of our Thanksgiving traditions is drawing names for the later Christmas gift exchange. Oh, that's a good idea. It's a great idea. Build up some Uh, uh, build up some anticipation. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to continue to get to your phone calls in a moment, but that does inspire me. And I know that your family had a tradition related to uh, uh, Christmas giving and gifts. Uh, Maybe we'll be able to get into that when we return here on Detroit Today. But as we head in, to our final segment remember give us a call 313-577-1019 let us know your thanksgiving traditions as well as thanksgiving disasters you can share here it's a it's it's a safe environment on detroit today as we continue in just a moment Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Nick Austin filling in for Steven Henderson because I'm the one that can fit the chair and it's Steven Henderson's birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you, really? Stephen Henderson. Steven. That's <laughs> right. I'm exposing too much. I didn't want to <laughs> say it, but producer Sam Corey made me do it. And mm-hmm. you always follow what the producer says. I know I also produce for Detroit Today. As we move to the phone lines right now, and we have John in Detroit. John, go ahead. You're on Detroit Today.
10: Hey. In uh, Thanksgiving 1998, my wife and I uh, had just gotten married that summer, and we hosted for everyone and put on a pretty big meal for a lot of people. When we went to sit down to eat, I shut the TV off because I wanted to enjoy a meal without (laughs) sportsing. And my father-in-law, I have no use for sports. And my father-in-law and brother-in-law were just a little put out. And I said, it's the Lions. They, just, they lose. You know, they lose all the time. Well, in 1998, they didn't lose. And <laughs> oh. some amazing sporting thing happened yeah. after I shut the TV off. And so this is the legacy I, I wear forever now.
0: You'll never stop hearing about that. If you shut off sports ball at my house and I miss the big game, I mean, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, John, the guy that doesn't let me see my Lions finally (laughs) win one. Hey, welcome back. But you know what? Your loss is our gain with that story. So thank you so much uh, for calling and letting us know that. I would classify that as a Thanksgiving disaster.
4: Yeah, we don't, you
2: know, we don't actually have people in the house at that hour, so like it, we do it later, oh, later yeah. in the day. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we don't really have this issue at all. Sports just isn't on. Yeah. Well, because it's over. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's just like people show up about over. five, yeah. six o'clock, and right. it's like, uh, okay, they can talk about it, if they want, but we're not going to watch it. Oh, well, what we're going to do
0: right now is move to Sam. In Detroit Sam go ahead you're on Detroit today
5: hi good morning everybody Good nice morning. morning. Um, so my my story um, so a couple years ago when the pandemic started kind of like cut off our ability to be able to have Thanksgiving with family and so I started cooking everything by myself some things didn't turn out too good but the best thing was this buttermilk brined roast chicken from Sami no threats salt Uh, acid fat heat or salt fat acid heat. Mm -hmm. And it was so, 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 so good. And so now my family is coming to my house for Thanksgiving and I am trying to convert them from turkey to chicken for Thanksgiving. And it's quite the struggle.
0: Well, I mean, you're, you're inundated by messages from Big Turkey all over big the turkey. media telling you that, <laughs> that a turkey. Is, it has. Who else is, that is that funding thing? these commercials? Okay. <laughs> big Turkey. Yeah, it's got to you know, be Big, big Turkey.
1: <laughs> you, you know what you could do is you could do a side by side and you could prepare a turkey that's almost turkey jerky and put it next to your chicken. Ah. And then uh, you will start to convert because they won't forget the comparison
0: diabolical and a
1: little bit yes <laughs> I I'll fess up to that for sure but there you go
0: well Sam you've got a great idea and we have a good idea also so thank you for your call and sharing with us here on Detroit today as uh, we move now down the line to Clara in uh, Milan Clara go ahead you're on Detroit today
11: hi um I am the pie baker in the family and um Listening to Aunt Lisey over the years, she taught me about sister pie, mm-hmm. and I actually actually got to take a dough class with Lisa, and um, I blind bake my crust, and that's the key
1: mm-hmm.
11: Yep, to not having a soggy bottom pie. Uh,
1: Nobody what, likes a soggy bottom. What is no. blind
0: baking? I, I'm blind to this so term. So you,
11: you put your crust in the pan, you put it in the freezer for a while, and then you put, you take it out, you put foil in the in the pie crust, and you just fill it with beans, dry beans. Mm-hmm. And you bake it for about at 450 for about, depending on the pie, for about 25, 27 minutes. And you take it out and cool it. And then you fill it and bake it. Oh, and man. it keeps everything, keeps uh, the juices from being absorbed into the bottom of the pie. See, Clara, yeah. I
0: don't know there if this is. is great or terrible for me because you explained that so well. I now think I have the ability to go bake a pie. And I no. think I'm going to do you know,
2: no wait. <laughs> let me just... I think I might agree with Rob. Yeah, let me agree. Marry well. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> My no. advice very well.
1: <laughs> no, my advice was going to be go to the go to Sister Pie and take the class. All right. I, I took the oh, class. Well, that's at good too.
0: That is good. That that's is good. a, uh, let's have a lifelong. There <laughs> All right, Clara. <laughs> Rob's
1: <laughs> like that's still too much work. But you could go to a Sister Pie and take the class, Fantastic. and it's a great class, and you'll learn how to blind bake a pie crust, make a great pie crust. And Lisa Lidwinski and her team over there are great. It's it's a lot of fun too, yeah.
0: All right. Well, Clara, thank you for inspiring me and uh, making me learn a new skill. That's important. (laughs) As we all try to better ourselves by listening now to Alberta in Detroit with the wisdom, Alberta, go ahead. You're on Detroit today.
10: Good morning and happy pre- Thanksgiving to everyone. I pray that you will be safe and just enjoy this time with your family. And I just want to tell a quick story. My girlfriend and I on Thanksgiving Day decided she was going to fix Thanksgiving dinner for her, her boyfriend. And for some reason we thought you needed a whole half bag of flour to make the gravy <laughs> you only you need a tablespoon grounded. maybe two tablespoons it. but you sure don't need a whole half bag <laughs> happy thanksgiving <laughs>
0: You know, Alberta. <laughs> wow! First of all, thank Clumps. you for that. I've I've had that issue before too. When I found out, I used to love in college. I loved uh, sausage gravy oh, and yeah? biscuits. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how you made it until I mm-hmm. like Googled it. I was like, Really? Is that simple? So I try to make it all the time, but I ran into the same issue: way too much flour. Because when you don't know yeah. how the things mix together with the grease and it's
1: everything, a ratio it's a one to one. Like the fat to yeah. the flour. So well, pe-
2: people talk about lumps in the gravy, but mm-hmm. lumps shouldn't be the gravy. Like <laughs> Not exactly. A gravy shouldn't be a lump
0: <laughs> that goes. <laughs> Maybe that's what Fergie was talking about <laughs> when she was singing back in the day. It was all about the gravy. Alberta, thank you Thanks, so Alberta, much you for uh, your wonderful wishes and a happy Thanksgiving to you as well. As we move next to John in Detroit. John, go ahead. You're on Detroit today.
8: John, you oh. there. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. I set the phone down for one second, and that's when you said, "John." Oh, so, uh, I just—I was thinking about the um, the cranberry sauce in the can, and you know, we had that all the time when I was a kid. And uh, you, I got to say, Ann's right. Um, you know, and it's—it's just—I have a recipe that's um, orange juice, and you just boil it with the uh, with the uh, sugar, and you know, they pop, and when they pop, it's done. And so, yeah, go ahead and do that. But the other thing my mom used to do. Is back, I guess a long time ago. I guess in the nineteen like thirties, bread in a can was a thing, oh, and they yeah. literally baked the bread in the can, mm-hmm. and uh, they still sell it. B and M break, B and M brown bread. It's called hard to find, but it was a it was a thing that uh, we we did for as kids. You know, we always had that, and it always seemed like part of Thanksgiving. And then as I grew up, realized no one else was doing it, but I can uh, that. That's just a Chris, uh, Thanksgiving tradition that we had. Man. Yeah, no, I You're appreciate. Buy this. That, yeah. yeah, no, it's so that, there it
0: is. Right, I remember seeing something about uh, someone tried to make like a Thanksgiving meal in a can. I think that might still exist, right? Mm-hmm. Where they layer like the meat mm-hmm. and the mashed potatoes and then like even the dessert. In not there. doing that.
2: <laughs> no. I'm looking at this, uh, and it's not cheap. B and M brown <laughs> bread. It's like what? Right. Fifty nine ninety nine. Whoa. Wow, for bread. All right, oh, John in, in Detroit. Can. Thank wow.
0: you, because Rob now has a new mission in life to find and consume bread in a can. I as have made we it once as we move <laughs> to Fred in Farmington Hills. Fred, go ahead. You're on Detroit today.
8: Yeah, well, you know how a, a Cornish hen looks like a tiny miniature turkey. I do know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one year I, uh, I had an odd one in the freezer, and so I popped it in the oven uh, along with the turkey. And uh, when it was time for dinner, everybody was seated in the dining room, and I put that little Cornish hen in the middle of the big turkey platter and walked out into the dining room with it, and uh, everybody's mouths dropped. (laughs) and I I broke up in laughter. (laughs) 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 My guests were kind of shocked i think hey well you, <laughs> fun,
0: fun use of turkeys to liven up the event fred and especially when trip to fans kicking in i think that's good to get a yeah. little jolt back in the audience thank you for calling and sharing that story fred we're going to start packing them in as we're coming in to the end of the show
12: jordan and ferndale go ahead you're on detroit today Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I got to say quickly, I love Stephen Henderson uh, in Detroit today, but having the three of you at 9 in the morning is fantastic. <laughs> uh, thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Um, so our tradition started about 10 years ago. My dad came up with it on the Internet of all places. Uh, he now cooks our turkey in a trash can. Oh, oh I've giant. heard of it <laughs> It's Yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. Google it. There's lots of instructions out there, but it is a steel trash can that he puts outside in a a dirt patch of their backyard uh, because he puts the turkey vertically inside. It's uh, lifted up on a cinder block and and put Mm -hmm. on kind of a stake, so it's suspended vertically inside the trash can. Trash can goes upside down on top of it, and then 40 pounds of charcoal gets piled around the base of the trash can and on on the top, so it's sitting on the roof as wow. well, and the whole thing gets lit on fire, and it scorches about an eight-foot circle around the <laughs> the can, and it is hands down the most incredible turkey I've ever had in my entire life. It's lightly smoked, the skin yeah. is crisp, the meat is perfectly juicy. Uh, we, we've never gone back. <laughs> so well, it sounds the, like a, a backyard
2: a, smoker. I mean, that's what it sounds like, right? Yeah. Like you sort of build a mm-hmm. temporary smoker. Well.
12: It's it's way higher heat than a smoker mm, okay. and the, the smoke only barely penetrates the can. That's kind of a, a side effect rather than the main show. Interesting. Um so it, it'll cook a twenty-eight a pound turkey in about uh an hour and fifty-five <laughs> minutes. Mm, whoa. So this this cooks way faster. You're talking about freeing up oven space. Here's how to free up your oven space. Cook your turkey in half the time uh, without using the oven at all. You can put your green beans and casseroles and stuff in the oven while this happens.
2: And damage to the backyard is, you know, negligible.
12: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, property value goes down,
2: but you're... Ex-
1: ex- explaining to the fire
2: department, is <laughs> right, such a
0: big deal. But the meal is on point, man. I mean, That's a great story. We all they, That is a great story, Jordan and Ferndale. Thank you for calling and providing us with that story. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, we
1: haven't... talked. Nobody is called about deep frying their turkey, which is a big thing, which I've never done. But everyone that I know that does it swears by it says so that's a great way to do it. And it's way faster,
0: yeah, super well, quick. Everyone that I know that listens to the music programming here at WDET knows hands down we do it as good, if not better, than anyone out there. And you both have shows that are coming up this Saturday. Before we get out of here, can you let us know, Ann, what's going to be happening on your show?
1: A lot of times what I do on a holiday weekend, long holiday weekend, is a stream of consciousness. So kind of I've like today's a, show. Y- a little bit, but... <laughs> This is probably better. No, I just, so I, I I have to, during the two, the two shows, Saturday and Sunday, it's five hours of a stream of consciousness. And I have to get back to the song I started with. Mm. And I'm going to start with a song that is apropos for the holiday. So that's what I'm going to do this weekend.
0: Very good. Rob Reinhart for your essential music.
2: Well, you know, I was thinking about this, about, you know, uh, we were going to talk about traditions and mm-hmm. such uh, for Thanksgiving. Um and so it got me thinking about family because, yeah. like, family is kind of the whole thing. Like, there aren't a lot of individual uh, traditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My wife' name is The Turkey. She right. does that every year. But What's I mean, The
1: Turkey's it? name this year? Florence. All right. But well, we'll be
2: doing all family music. Well, this is, um, oh, awesome. yeah, families, musical families.
0: It's Detroit that. Today on 1019 WDET-FM, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. Tune in tomorrow when we have a conversation with Washtenaw County Sheriff Jerry Clayton about police reform. Forms they've been making in the future of law enforcement in the area. And Rob, thank you so much for joining us here Pleasure. on Detroit Today. Thank you so much. We will see you guys tomorrow.